nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. Welcome to The Late Late Show. I'm your host, Jeff Pedley, and I'm live on Teachers Talk Radio. Tonight, teaching is stressful enough without your class constantly changing. Imagine having to embed routine with up to 50% student turnover each year. Tonight, the joys and challenges of teaching within a military community. Tune in. Talk it out. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, good evening. It's Tuesday night, which means we are live on the Late Late Show with myself, Jeff Pedley. I am extremely uh, excited to be with you tonight on Teachers Talk Radio. It has been a busy few weeks, I'm sure uh, you're aware as a teacher, and I'm nice to have a little bit of a break tonight and just uh, just have a little bit of a natter uh, to give myself a little bit of a break away from the classroom. Uh if you are interested in things that we are talking tonight, you can keep in contact with us via Twitter with my personal hashtag or my personal uh, tag at Jeff underscore Pedley, J-E-F underscore Pedley, P-E-D-L-E-Y. You can also contribute to the show using the tag at TT Radio 2022. And also we are live on Podbean now, which means you can text in through the uh, through, through the program that we have here. And it's really nice. Uh, I'm really happy that you're going to join us tonight because we've got a very interesting uh, situation, a very interesting discussion. As I briefly talked about in my introduction there, we do have a lot of challenges as, as teachers, be it to do with assessment, displaying progress, behavior routines, all of the things that, that, that we prioritize uh, within our teaching. However, if we were to if we were to say what makes these things a success, more of often than not we would hear terms such as consistency, routine, expectations, etc, etc. Now it's not unusual for us to for us to lose students over the year for a number of reasons our classes go down our classes also can go up when we when we have additions to our group and, and, and student movement now I just want you to consider for a moment a class of around 30 or so with nearly 15 changes over the year and I'm talking having a, a school photograph at the at the start at the start of I don't know, say year two, and by the time it's got to year five, year six, that you can count on one hand the people that you recognise. Now, it's fair to say that this is a situation that you might have within uh, within a a, a a service cohort if you teach within a military school air, a military catchment area. Now, it's no or. If you've been listening before, you might know this already, but I'm actually from a military background myself. I was born in Germany. I moved around, uh, moved around a lot before I went to. I, I was born in Germany, but to English parents. I was, but I went to an English school within a within a compound in Germany. 
I then travelled around and ended up in North Yorkshire in England. And again, I had I had my schooling was 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 changing quite a lot when I when I was a young a young boy. Now I was quite lucky to settle down when I got to got to seven eight years old or so when my dad left the army. Now this isn't something that can happen to all students. Some students are within this military background all the way through their school career, and just imagine as difficult as it is for us as a teacher, imagine this also from the student point of view, where you're constantly changing uh, your curriculum and, 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 and the learning and doing assessments all the time to try and see where you are. And so I find it's a, it's a very particular catchment area, a very particular type of student and teacher that you need for these areas. Now, I'm very, uh, very pleased tonight to be joined by uh, James Swan. Now, James will introduce himself uh, very shortly. However, James actually teaches in an area which has 90% service children. We are just going to have a very short break where we listen, to, uh, we listen to the news. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload and well-being in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger and many more. There'll be talks, workshops and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the Department for Education has issued guidance for schools. The period of national mourning will continue until the state funeral, but the guidance makes it clear that schools should remain open during this time. Ofsted reports are paused, but inspections will go ahead. The update suggests that schools may want to consider conducting special activities, holding assemblies or adapting lessons to commemorate the life of Her Majesty. Whilst no official date has yet been set for the state funeral, many media outlets are suggesting Monday, September the 19th as a possible date. There is also speculation around whether the state funeral proceedings would be classed as a public holiday something which would affect schools opening. Schools and other education settings across all four of the home nations have been involved in many events recognising the late Queen's 70 years of service to the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth, with many media outlets carrying details of how her passing has been acknowledged by young people across all areas. 
England's Secretary of State for Education, Kit Malthouse, acknowledged Her Majesty's devotion to public service. Northern Ireland's Michelle McKilveen referred to Her Majesty as a champion of education and an impeccable role model for children and young people, and someone who will be missed immeasurably. The last public appearance of the Queen was on Tuesday the 6th of September when she appointed Liz Truss as Prime Minister. The new Prime Minister made cabinet announcements including the appointment of Kit Malthouse as Secretary of State for Education. Mr Malthouse replaces James Cleverley in a year that has seen many ministers take up and then leave the role. Mr Malthouse was first elected in 2015 and is the MP for North West Hampshire. His previous experience has been with the Home Office and the Ministry of Justice. He studied politics and economics at Newcastle University and is a qualified chartered accountant. Mr Malthouse is married and has three children. After a year of turmoil, Mr Malthouse is likely to need to promote stability as quickly as possible within his department, while also taking steps to address the school funding crisis and issues brought about by further concerns around the cost of living. This has been Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello! This week, if you haven't already gone, it's time to return to school. So, what tech advice do I have for you? This episode is aimed more at teachers newer to the profession, but there may also be something for those with more experience here too. Here are my top tips for returning to or starting a new school. First up, put your name on your power lead especially if your school uses the same laptops for lots of teachers. It's so easy to leave your power lead behind and then find it's been taken by someone thinking it's theirs. When moving between rooms, always close your laptop lid and remove power leads and USB drives. This can be a pain, but impact on a USB drive sticking out while in transit can stop the port working. Same goes for a power port. Modern computers are incredibly tricky to fix if these ports are damaged, and therefore, that will be the end of your laptop. If you're using USB drives, start moving into the cloud. If your school hasn't already banned them, they will be considering it due to the increased risk of viruses posed by using them. Always start your information management system as soon as you arrive. This is the software you take your register on. Don't leave it until it's time to take the register. This software updates regularly and can sometimes take a while, especially after a break when technicians have had the time to maintain your school system. Finally, one of my favourite shortcuts. If you don't know this, feel free to let me know I've changed your life. If you organise your internet bookmarks into folders, you can right-click on the folder and select Open All. This will open all of the web pages you'll be using in a lesson, saving you time and also making sure everything is loaded and ready to go. If this has given you food for thought, I'd love to hear from you. As we return to work, why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, James. Good evening. Try again. Has <laughs> that worked? Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. So you've got a very interesting uh, cohort in front of you. But before we go into that, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your teaching career to date? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well... I came to teaching a little bit late. I was in my late 20s when I started teaching. So I've been teaching eight years, nine years, something like that. Um, my first job was in a, a school in Beeston. It was a three-form primary school in Leeds, um, and I absolutely loved it. Um, mm. Then I married my darling wife in 2016, and uh, we started looking for a house together. 
and we absolutely fell in love with North Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Dales, that area. So we moved Woo-hoo! up here, and um, I, I, I got a job in a a primary school quite close to Catrick Garrison um, that had, I think, my class had one military child in it. There were yeah. several. There were several families that were ex-military, but one was one was a serving with a serving family member. Um, and I stayed there for a year, and then I moved to the school I'm at now. I'm just going into my fifth year at this school, and we're uh, 91% last count, I think. 91% of students are from forces background, so it's a it's a really unique setting. But yeah, I just kind of fell into it accidentally and ended up loving it. Yeah, and you're a, you're a primary school teacher, if I'm right in saying, James. Yeah, primary school. So I, the the school I work at is a junior school, but we're we're it's kind of an odd one. It's it's the same building and it's historically been two schools. So there's the infant school and the junior school, but it's on the same site. The buildings have shared a kitchen for, mm. you know, 50 years. And we've, we've, we've only just in the last couple of years federated. So we're now under, under one head teacher with uh, you know, the, 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 the schools, the staff are working much closer together and it, it we're basically one school now we, we operate yeah. as if we were one school. Yeah, and did you always want to go into the junior side of primary school? Um, well, I did. When I did my training, I did um, I did some time in year five, and then I did a bit of time in year two, and obviously I did a PGC, so you do your obligatory week or two down in foundation. Um, and I think as a male in primary school, you, you kind of get shuffled up towards upper key stage two and the juniors end of things. But I, I, I love it all. I really do. I think I think there's... You know, there's there's something to be said for every stage of, of of primary school. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and like moving on to the moving on to the main issue or the main thing I want to talk about here. You said your cohort is ninety one at the last camp. How big is your your school, by the way? How many uh, classes do you have within it? Uh, we're a two form school, so uh, eight classes in the juniors, and six classes in the infants, and then a nursery as well, which is a double intake. So it's a decent size primary as well. De- yeah. <laughs> like quite, quite a decent size. Uh, so to start with, could you give me, I know we briefly talked about this before and I've mentioned it in some of my tweets. If you uh, imagine a, a class of 30 over the year, how, what, what is your class size normally? What is your maximum? Um, well, luckily we, we, we tend to be between 20, 20 and 25 on average, but we do have some big classes and we, we can go up to 28, 29. So yeah, just, you know, normal, a normal primary school, really that average yeah. 20 to 30 children. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then like over the course of the year, those numbers change dramatically because, because the area where, where we, where we are, has got such a transient population. If you start the year with a smaller cohort, that means you've got spaces do you know what i mean yeah so if, if yeah, i start the yeah. year with 20 20 children that means any families coming into that area who've got children who are in year five or year four or whatever um they're, they're gonna they're gonna be coming to us first you know kind of thing whereas there's i think there's four schools on the garrison or really close yeah. to the garrison um and yeah so it, it depends it depends on availability of other schools and just how it works really but usually if you start with a smaller cohort, you, it, it grows towards the end of the year. And what, I think it's quite obvious the answer to this question, but when do kids join and leave? Is there, is there a particular point of the year or is it, is it random as random as hell? <laughs> it's, do, do you know what? The MOD, are, they are sympathetic and they do try and 
work around and work with families and work around the school year. Um, but just for example, I've just started, we're just back in our what, second week this week. Yeah. So based on the class list I was given um, at the beginning of last week, I've already had four changes. So I've had wow. one in week one, two. One, yeah. So one, one child's left. Um, and then I've had a uh, three children join. So I originally, I was originally 21 children. I'm up to 23 now. So I've had, and that's one from a village school down the road. They've just moved. Um, and then I've got one from one's come back from Cyprus. Yeah. And then I've had an, another one start this week. Who's come from Benin in West Africa. Wow. And they're all service fam, all service families. So obviously beginning of the year and beginning of a term, we tend to see, a little bit more movement because like I say the MOD are quite good at leaving um any movements until like points in the year where it's you know a natural break so that children tend to go at go at Christmas or come at Easter kind of thing. Yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. All, so yeah all, all, already four changes to my class list. And With... you know we, we would anticipate uh, maybe a couple more in 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 the year group. Definitely a few more in the school before you know the next the next week's out. It's absolutely crazy when you think about it, because a lot, as as I said in my introduction here, a lot of the things that we base our, a lot of things that teaching is based around is about consistency, routines, uh, you know, the the reinforcement of expectations or something. And it's, and and I want to pitch that question out to you quite early, really, but how you've been in obviously non-service schools and non-service primary schools, what, what do you do differently or what do you have to do differently to to integrate if we're just talking about the integration to start with when they when they join because again the these students also have a very specific background as well if if the dads or mums have been out have been deployed places how do you integrate them what do you do differently from maybe integrating students in primary schools uh, sorry another normal normal yeah 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 primary schools i've 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 had a harder time with integration in not in a non-military school with families who've maybe, you know, let's say just moved house or moved moved areas for work or whatever reason. Yeah. That's been much trickier than in military schools. Cause when, when I started at this school, I was really worried about that, you know, because I, I was heard like obviously teaching assistants that have been there remember deployments for the Afghan war and things like that. And they remember Iraq and, and big yeah. changes. Um, and what my experience of it is that because the culture of our school is constantly changed, it's, there's a, there's constant change is part, part of not only our school, but it's also part of the, the community as well. Yeah. It's in, I'm always absolutely flabbergasted by how the children really, really very quickly pick up routines pick up, you know, the school day, the systems of the school day, how it works. Um, yeah. And they all, they, you know, in terms of like friendship groups and things like that playing out and they integrate incredibly quickly. It, it's honestly, it, it it's, yeah. it's a really wonderful thing to, to see these children from all different places around the world come together and just, they, they, they can integrate with each other so quickly, you know, they just pick up and, and, and run with it really. Obviously, as teachers, we we 
the school, you know, we have we have systems in place for if um, new 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 people starting, you know, we'll buddy people yeah. up, we'll get people, we'll get people together, and you know, we'll we'll help that help them out like as you would any new starter. But in terms of like what we do differently, it's really hard to pinpoint because it's just so, it's just such a part of what we do. Yeah, you and know, you it's teach almost like that. Go on, sorry. Sorry, and you teach at the 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 upper end of, of the primary school as well, where. Uh, where I would think it's it's harder for well, you know they're more conscious of the new relationships and, and changing yeah. friendships. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, I went to a, a standard primary school back in Barnsley. Woo woo. Manors. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'm uh, just sorry to interrupt you, but we've just had so many northern guests over these last over these last two, two weeks. We're taking over, Jeff. We're taking over. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I'm I've had seven Yorkshire, Yorkshire puddings. I've had seven Yorkshire puddings before coming on. I'm, strength is up. <laughs> Been bitten it's... by a whip. <laughs> just, just, just to bring up uh, focus on that point there. You talk about integration. We've had a a, a text here from uh, a lady called Karen who says, as a military mother, it was not just the schooling that was interrupted. It was heart wrenching, uh, tearing your children away from the friends they'd made. And they were adamant that they would oh. never find friends again. The settling period over and over again was tough for them. That definitely, you know what, it, it is tough for them, but it, it's amazing how resilient they actually are because you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it it's so heartbreaking when children are leaving and they've got a fantastic friendship group and they know they're leaving that behind. It's yeah. it's eased a little bit, especially in upper key stage too, because, you know, there's there's Skype and whatsapp and all those kind of things so they do they do keep in touch that way but yeah that that is really tough and it has it does have a real impact on them when they when they leave but then when they go into their new schools you know these children some some of them by the time they get into year five and six they might be on their third or fourth school and so there's 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 just a wonderful resilience that these children have when it comes to they, they they come in and they're at a new school they do need support. Some some of them will struggle, but I've seen the vast majority of the ones I've seen really, really astound you with how resilient they are. It's fantastic yeah. to watch. And, and for, for, int- those, for those that do struggle, for those that do struggle, obviously, you know we've got the service pupil premium um, money and things like that. So we get additional funding as a school, and mm. a lot of a lot of that funding, as I imagine, all and not and a bit extra for us goes into pastoral support as well. Pastoral support for new starters pastoral support for people leaving pastoral support for children who've got family members who might be you know out on operations or out on exercises and not be there and you know there's such it's that constant change of a of of military life i think yeah we've had a a a text in here as well from mrs k who says that her cohort of of service children her forces children is 98 percent uh yeah which is is absolutely crazy isn't it but uh and i just again again i know i'm repeating myself here but i just uh, we i'm in the second week of course at a secondary school and our t- and these teachers complaining of like one or two kids moving out of their class you know like yeah. and over once over these last over these next two weeks everything will settle down and maybe there'll be the odd one or something at various times yeah. but but like you're talking three percent of your class would change and you're talking you know sometimes a turnover of 50 percent it's absolutely mental, sometimes really. i mean i mean 50 50 yeah, 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 yeah. on the very top end but yeah um 
I, I um, when I arrived at this school, I started in year three and I was yeah. in year six last year and it was a lot, it was the same cohort that I started in year three with. Yeah. Um, and, and just for fun, I managed to find the old year three class photo. Yeah. And we sat looking at it and I would say it was about 40% of children had changed ah, okay. in that cohort looking between year three and six. So yeah, so like 50% is definitely possible, but yeah, we were looking at it and so many faces and so many people in the class were, who's that? Who's that? Oh, well, they left in year four and you didn't come until halfway through year five. So it's just, yeah. And that's with COVID as well. So a lot, a lot of movement, movement slowed down quite a bit because of COVID. So children stayed for longer than is typical. And as, as, as far as I'm aware, with, with the COVID situation, a lot of uh, soldiers were deployed to different parts of the country as well. Did that? Yeah. Of, of, well, that, well of course, that's the other yeah. side of it. So, so there's moving school, but then, then there's also, you know, it, it's the home life. It's, it's, it's one parent taking on that responsibility for the family while, while the partner's away. And that, that can have a, a real impact on what goes on at home. Yeah. Um, which then, then leads to an impact on that child, how they come in in the morning and, you know, what, what, what they're experiencing in terms of their home life and their home routine has been massively changed. And so for us, if, you know, we try and keep our, our day and our routine, you know, that for some children, we are, we can be that, that part of the day that's, that's got the routine and it's got the, you know, the constancy when, when home life can be really challenging. Yeah. We've had a question here from uh, Mrs. K. I don't know if you can help us with this one, but she asks you, James, what's your straight through from reception to year six? Uh, she's saying that she has so few children that actually make it all the way through school. Um, I mean, I don't know the percentage. That's one piece yeah, of yeah, homework yeah. I didn't do. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would imagine it, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. Um, yeah, I would, I would say you're probably it's... talking around 50%. I wouldn't like to speculate. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. But... But the, the thing, the top of my head. yeah. But the the thing is as well, you're talking about, you know, your class changing so much. But it isn't. And you said, for example, over three years there were forty percent of the faces, you know, something like this or, or whatever. But it's not just the ones that stay. Obviously, you have kids that come in that teach for two years and then go back out. So even just seeing the kids that stay, yeah. it doesn't kind of give you a full picture of how much change you've had over those years. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and two two years is 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 quite possibly like a, is a typical kind of short stay for um you know if if a parent's got a promotion in the army that can be a, it can be yeah. one year sometimes as well it can be one year and then moving it can be two years had a few children who who uh, were with us in year three left and then came back in year six yeah so, you know we've, we've had families that have you know just gone to Cyprus for a couple of years and then they'll they'll have come back. So, now, so it, it's it's a it's constantly changing and it's nice sometimes because they remember their old friends and they pick up where they left off and then other times it's difficult because you know they they were settled at their other school or and now they come in here and they don't want to come back and you yeah. know it's it's difficult uh now i'm sure it's it's tuesday night i'm based in belgium it's half past 10 at night of course it's it's, it's you want to be talking about assessment this late at night i'm, I'm sure that's the reason why you why you joined <laughs> why you joined why you joined as a guest tonight but i am 
I don't often say this, but I am genuinely interested in assessment here when it comes to when it comes to this situation, because as I say that that the assessment, be it formative or summative, well, particularly the summative assessment, that's so important for students, but also as teachers showing evidence, blah blah blah, etc. Ofsted, how the hell? Do you show progress when, sorry, I'm being quite <laughs> sweary, it's because I'm so surprised, but how do you how do you show progress when you have kids coming at such random points of the year? Do you, do you, as soon as they come in, do you assess them or do you, and again, you're trying to you do that pastoral side, so you don't want to be hammering with assessment as they come in, but you, you, I, I can imagine, sorry, a really long question, but I can imagine that it's quite patchy, the the work you get from previous schools if they've moved around so often as well yes with great difficulty is the answer to that one um because you're absolutely everything everything you've said it's pastoral first for us as a school so we you know they come in we get them we get them happy we get them settled we get them enjoying school and then we we assess as you know we assess as soon as we can in terms of maths reading writing those kind of things as well as so we'll, we'll do we have like some summative assessment tests that we do with them that'll give us a they give those like online tests that give you like a breakdown of, of different areas so that that starts to build a picture then we've got the picture of what they're doing in class and you know we have to take that with a pinch of salt at the beginning depending on how well they're settling or how well they're not settling yeah. um, so and, and we, we we very as quickly as we can try and build up a picture of the child of the child that's just joined us and so there's a lot of effort that goes into military schools sharing information with each other as well so often you know books will get sent through i'll get books i'll get reports i can sometimes get uh, assessment data from other schools as well so it, all all those data points you know we start to yeah. build up that picture of a child and it's it's something that at, when that when i was first faced with that i found it quite quite daunting really because you just think how on earth do i do this um but you can kind of work just working with them maybe more than you'd be you know you'd kind of highlight that as a key person in your in your classroom and you just work with them and you and you tr you build up that picture as quickly as you can and you get that you get that formative kind of picture of who they are where they are what they can do what they maybe need support with and then you go from there really uh, in terms of the summative data yeah, it's really tricky. It's really, really tricky. And um, mm. I know Ofsted don't really ask many questions about about data as much anymore. But it, it is a it, it's a really difficult picture when they're asking also oh, how many children from Key Stage One who achieved in Key Stage One Sats are achieving in Key Stage Two Sats. It's like oh, that's, that's not really a question that we can answer easily. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because of the children that have been with us and the children that have gone through with us, we've got that data. And then the children that have come to us, you know, we get their assessment data from their schools and we then have to look at that. Do we agree with it? And what building that picture of what we see and what we experience as well. So it, it's it's really nuanced and it's really difficult. And we take it on a child by child basis, really. And so yeah. those, those, you know, those big those big cohort percentages or big school percentage like, or what percentage this, what percentage that all that has to be taken with a real huge pinch of salt because it's so nuanced it's so difficult to to dig into you know what i mean it, it it's it just it seems like an absolute uh 
not a minefield, but just just so complex and so, there's it's it's not ha- there's very few fixed points of reference, is there? I mean, kids at the best of the times uh, have so many factors that influence the learning. As teachers, we bring so much in the classroom. There's so much going on, and to add all of this dynamic as well, and we haven't, and you've got the same differentiation expectations, be it ability, be it SEND, be it. EAL and all of this at the same time oh, yeah. as yeah, yeah. all of this moving, <laughs> you know, fixed point of reference yeah. with the students. Uh, I've had yeah. a question here from a caller who says, do military children have a higher exam failure record? Uh, before you answer, uh, I don't know if you can answer on a, on a general term, but me specifically as a military child, I did all right. So there's one that was... There's, <laughs> there's, there's right, one so that's if, we, if we take you as a case study... If we take you yeah, as a case study, then uh, yeah, they do fine. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they they move to Belgium and they host. <laughs> they move to Belgium and host niche podcasts. <laughs> what do you mean niche? Teachers talk radio. Everybody's listening <laughs> to this tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that is a bit disparaging. Um, uh, the... um, so there's some. There, there was actually some data. There's some twenty. There's some twenty eleven Ofsted data on it, and um, broadly they do as well as. Is the answer broad broadly speaking um they do as well as um some it, i think it's slight it's slightly it's slightly under expected i think is the answer to that one um, yeah. but that, and i think that that was that was looking at um all the way through to key stage four i think so um, end of um, end of key stage four outcomes are broadly similar and in some cases higher um which can be I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, schools abroad kind of thing. I don't know if that has an impact mm. on it, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, so yeah, so 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 some some of the some of the data says oh they they don't perform as well, but then the outcomes are, you know, fair if not better. So interesting. I think just just me thinking off the top of my head now. We we were talking last week about resilience in the classroom and the importance of of kids developing the resilience and. You could argue that these these type of cohorts are probably some of the most resilient students, depending on what's going on at home, etc. The movement, the, the situations they come across at home, probably some of the most resilient students you'll come across. So when it comes to, I don't know, later on or exam times and, and other thing, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's something that you see that they do have a higher resilience and maybe that puts them in a good stead at, at various times of stress in their school career. Yeah, definitely. So there you go. I found it. DFE. Um, <laughs> service children who are geographically mobile do not perform as well as non-mobile service children across all key stages and moving any movement in year 10 and 11 is particularly associated with a fall in performance obviously nice I'm, I'm very impressed with the homework you've done for tonight oh on yeah, a, mate, on a, yeah on tuesday on the second week we've had a question yeah. here from mrs knight who's uh, sorry mrs n who's uh, sorry mrs k uh my text is so small. What did uh, what are your SEND numbers like? And do you find that the movement causes delays to children getting the external support they need? Oh, oh, now I could go off on this question. <laughs> go um, ahead. Our SEND is uh, above national. I think um, quite quite a way above national, but um, I'm not sure on percentages. I'm not, maybe not sure if I want to share that, but yeah, above national. Um, and yes... SEND for me is a concern because when children move between 
local authorities and if they have any NHS um, involvement, that can really delay. And in terms of waiting lists and things like that, can involve children moving back down to the bottom of a waiting list because they now have to go on a different you know, um, NHS region or trusts waiting list. And it's, for me, it's an issue. And it's one that needs it needs to be addressed. And I know that the the SEN Green Paper, I think, looks at stuff that uh, does mention it. If I remember rightly, it talks about um, children moving um, between uh, local authorities and how that there needs to be more. Um, it needs to be maybe easier for local authorities to transfer families across, rather than you know having to go back to the bottom of the list and start all over again. Yeah, a re- really interesting point in there. And some of our uh, callers saying that they agree with you completely there. I've just had it. See, James, we're not a niche. We've we've had a, a, another text in to, who's not a teacher. I can't, believe, I can't believe that many people are listening to <laughs> you. That's, that's why I couldn't get in contact with you at the start, because we're just overloaded. We were just overloaded. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> the internet crashed in the, in, in Belgium. But uh, we've had some a non-teacher text in who just says, uh, I'm not a teacher, what's S-E-N-D? Which... It's the old SEN, which is special education needs, but now it's special education needs and disabilities, which is just which are children who just need extra support in the classroom because of the various needs. And there's we could talk all night uh, the dozens and dozens of different SEND needs that are uh, addressed. James, we're going to have a little break now where we listen to the where we listen to the news, and uh, I'm really excited to to talk to you when you come back. We talked. A little bit about uh, some of the challenges that you have. I'd like to hear about a, a bit of uh, the joys that you have as well when we come back, and some things that you really enjoy within this within this situation. But have a nice little break. Have a little cup of tea. I'll see you back in a moment, boys and girls. Right, we will it. be back after the news. Thank you. episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Wiverslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wiverslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the Department for Education has issued guidance for schools. The period of national mourning will continue until the state funeral, but the guidance makes it clear that schools should remain open during this time. Ofsted reports are paused, but inspections will go ahead. The update suggests that schools may want to consider conducting special activities, holding assemblies, or adapting lessons to commemorate the life of Her Majesty. Whilst no official date has yet been set for the state funeral, 
Many media outlets are suggesting Monday, September the 19th as a possible date. There is also speculation around whether the state funeral proceedings would be classed as a public holiday, something which would affect schools opening. Schools and other education settings across all four of the home nations have been involved in many events recognising the late Queen's 70 years of service to the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth, with many media outlets carrying details of how her passing has been acknowledged by young people across all areas. England's Secretary of State for Education, Kit Malthouse, acknowledged Her Majesty's devotion to public service. Northern Ireland's Michelle McKilveen referred to Her Majesty as a champion of education and an impeccable role model for children and young people, and someone who will be missed immeasurably. The last public appearance of the Queen was on Tuesday the 6th of September, when she appointed Liz Truss as Prime Minister. The new Prime Minister made cabinet announcements, including the appointment of Kit Malthouse as Secretary of State for Education. Mr Malthouse replaces James Cleverley in a year that has seen many ministers take up and then leave the role. Mr Malthouse was first elected in 2015 and is the MP for North West Hampshire. His previous experience has been with the Home Office and the Ministry of Justice. He studied politics and economics at Newcastle University and is a qualified chartered accountant. Mr Malthouse is married and has three children. After a year of turmoil, Mr Malthouse is likely to need to promote stability as quickly as possible within his department, while also taking steps to address the school funding crisis and issues brought about by further concerns around the cost of living. This has been Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week, if you haven't already gone, it's time to return to school. So, what tech advice do I have for you? This episode is aimed more at teachers newer to the profession, but there may also be something for those with more experience here too. Here are my top tips for returning to or starting a new school. First up, put your name on your power lead especially if your school uses the same laptops for lots of teachers. It's so easy to leave your power lead behind and then find it's been taken by someone thinking it's theirs. When moving between rooms, always close your laptop lid and remove power leads and USB drives. This can be a pain, but impact on a USB drive sticking out while in transit can stop the port working. Same goes for a power port. Modern computers are incredibly tricky to fix if these ports are damaged, and therefore, that'll be the end of your laptop. If you're using USB drives, start moving into the cloud. If your school hasn't already banned them, they will be considering it due to the increased risk of viruses posed by using them. Always start your information management system as soon as you arrive. This is the software you take your register on. Don't leave it until it's time to take the register. This software updates regularly and can sometimes take a while, especially after a break when technicians have had the time to maintain your school system. Finally, one of my favourite shortcuts. If you don't know this, feel free to let me know I've changed your life. If you organise your internet bookmarks into folders, you can right-click on the folder and select Open All. This will open all of the web pages you'll be using in a lesson, saving you time and also making sure everything is loaded and ready to go. If this has given you food for thought, I'd love to hear from you. As we return to work, why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. My name is Jeff Pedley and we are talking tonight about 
teaching in a military co- or teaching a military cohort, teaching in a, within a military community. Uh, if you would like to get involved with the conversation tonight, you can listen to us live on Podbean and you can text in instantly, or you can tweet at Jeff underscore Pedley, uh, J-E-F underscore P-E-D-L-E-Y. You can also t- uh, tweet the station itself at TT Radio 2022. Uh, likewise, as I've said, if you're listening live, you can text in. Now, uh, my guest tonight is uh, James Swan, who is based in a... Uh, a military uh, primary school in in, the, in a junior primary school in North Yorkshire, in Catrick Garrison, and uh, James. Just before we, we we continue our conversation, I I think those tips were so good, and that that the, the tech update we just had there. How many times have you lost your power lead? <laughs> do you know what I'm actually? Do you know what I'm sat here doing? <laughs> I'm on. sat here putting bookmarks into a folder and right clicking to open all. <laughs> I, I, I heard that and I was like, you're joking. That's brilliant. Like first thing in the morning, you know, I needed like five different windows. It's the same ones every day. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you so know what, what I'm I'll, doing? That's what I'll be doing tonight. Do you know what I'm sat here doing? Putting uh, my name on these five power leads that I've acquired. <laughs> <laughs> the problem I've got, I don't know how I've ended up with so many power leads, but I think that's uh, maybe that's aimed at me, but I- I'm fine. The problem is they've all got British plug sockets on them and I'm stuck in Belgium now with a different laptop. But sorry, uh, sorry to the secondary school in Tilbury, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. Also, that registration software, that's a good one as well, isn't it? The... Well, the one that starts with S and ends in IMS that we're not going to name that likes to do updates at the worst possible moments, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have, have. I always have like a folder, just loads and loads of loads and loads of just class, classes, you know, uh, with their names on and always doing, always like a backup of paper registers, which, <laughs> which is completely useless for you based on the conversation we've had today. Like, out of date, out <laughs> well, of date. I suppose it's week. different as a secondary school teacher because you have all your different classes, don't you? Primary school teacher, it's, I can, you know, if I had to, I could eyeball it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, who's not here? right <laughs> do, do you have a tip for uh any new starters it doesn't have to be technology oh. based but what would you say to to they're not nqts anymore is it ects that are, that are starting this month um oh be kind to yourself be kind to yourself i think one of the pieces of advice i got given was when i started out was teach one good lesson a day you know, really, really focus your energy on to getting one thing right at a time, I think. And it's amazing how quickly that builds and compounds. Um, Yeah, that would be my piece of advice. Don't, yeah. just, I think there's there's such a pressure when you're in ECT and you're going into it to assume it's going to be this this perfect Pinterest world um, of, of pastel displays and beautifully yeah, sharpened yeah. pencils. And, um, and it can be quite difficult in those first few weeks especially when you get to this point of the year now where that new classroom new teacherness is, is wearing off a little bit and you're starting to really get to grips with your class and get to know them and starting to really build those relationships i would say just just pick one thing get that right and then start and then focus on some of the other things that you're doing in the day but don't, yeah yeah don't 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 stress because it it, it it takes a good few years it takes it takes time to get it to get it right 
it's the thing I always some really good advice there. The thing what I always struggled with at the start is that you just feel like there's no end. You just feel, especially that you know when you're getting into November and December, and it's just such a slog, isn't it? And that's something I still struggle with. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I kind of thrive on the the energy, like the forthcoming energy of the summer term. You know, I like it's basically teaching is seasonal, but because you've only just started, you can't see it. You can't, you, you're kind of in the middle of, you, you just think it's never going to end. And I, and I, yeah, it, oh, it, oh, it yeah. is seasonal, isn't it? It really is. And do you know what? That there's a different feel to every half term. Was there, there, yeah. there was a, there was a, a there was a post on uh, teacher tap. And one of the questions was like the trickiest term or something like that. And I think everybody put autumn to that run up to Christmas mm. is just, you know, the, the days are about six minutes long. You know, the it, the sun sets before the children have left the left the school, and it's just really, really tough. And Christmas in a primary school, everybody assumes is is wonderful and it's nativities and all that, and it is, but it's also like one of the busiest and most difficult times of year, I think. Yeah, and that's like, just you know, I but, yeah, uh, what... and then and then you hit January, and the children <laughs> seem to seem to change. They seem to you know step up and come on another level and. And then January to, to to April, you know, there's not much doing because it's too cold outside. So you, it's a, you get your head down, you get a ton of really good work done. And then you get into that summer term and you get, you know, PE act, you know, PE events start yeah. happening again. You, It's just, it, it's just, it is. And I think, you know, if I was an ECT, you have to go through a few, a few cycles of that to really get a feel for what a school year is and, and the ebbs and flows of it. Yeah. Or emigrate. I think, I think we're, <laughs> oh, that'd be great, yeah, exactly. Go to Belgium so, and just, you know, I, quaff, uh, quaff beer and whatever else Belgium's famous for. Yeah, and, and sometimes at home as well. The uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking if my employees <laughs> listen. Uh, the, <laughs> the thing I've noticed in the, in the system I'm in is that the term just kind of drops off in the, in the system I'm in. It just kind of, like, disappears, like... Uh, it's it's almost like it's it's like a like a like a gradient where uh, sorry I'm saying drops off it's more like a gradient just just people keep dropping off so so for example in the UK the school that I left the academy I left it it, it brought in a system I don't know if any of the listeners have this system where they they introduce the new term sort of like three weeks before you break up so you get all of your new classes three weeks before the summer you and you have to be back on it again you've got to get all your energy back inside you to because those first impression lessons are so important and need to be so well planned and and so it, it's almost like an extra term is three, july three really weeks. the time for that though is oh. july really the time to be hammering expectations when you're <sighs> frazzled the children are frazzled but it, I, don't, get, I mean we we, we obviously yeah. we have transition and we have enhanced transition for snd pupils but I don't know if I'd be setting out setting out the stall in at the end of June or beginning of July when you know you're ultimately yeah. on your knees and praying praying for that Friday. No, I agree. And the, the system that I'm within now, it's like the June, the end of the June is like is when we break up. But uh, it's it's already there's some classes that have kind of like disappeared the end of May, so we lose like the exam classes quite early, the, the year 12s yeah. and year 13s. Then the year 11s and, and 10s just disappear somewhere a week after that until you've down to like a couple of classes of 12 and 11s and 12s or something. Year, uh, sorry, yeah. 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. And it's just, 
it feels it felt like such a long break beforehand. But anyway, enough of uh, enough of my Belgian kinda, life. But just kind of peters <laughs> out. Yeah, it's similar. Do you know what? It's the same in year six. You yeah, post Satch, I think I feel like there's there's a you know sometimes there's a there's a big drive and a big push towards those end of key stage two tests, and then afterwards there's kind of you know the foot comes off the the gas a little bit and you can feel a little bit aimless because you've had the, if you've had such a yeah. an end point and an end goal in mind. I suppose imagine it's the same like with the GCSEs in year eleven. You have this end goal that you're really pushing for, and then it's it's kind of like right okay back back to back to normal in, in, in a way and there's a little bit of a, a weird like black hole kind of feeling going on yeah yeah yeah. Uh, going back to our central theme today so about teaching in a, a military community what, what's your I suppose we should what's your favorite thing about the cohort that you teach oh, i think we've touched on it already resilience acceptance mm. i think i think i think I think one of the first things I said, to, uh, I remember chatting with you or tweeting at you or something was um, that this idea of like regional accents and things like that, you know, children with different backgrounds coming from different places, speaking differently yeah. to one another, just not a thing, really. We don't, we don't, we don't really get any issues with that at all because so many people have come from so many different places, you know, in, and it's just that wonderful acceptance. It, it it's completely a unique experience of just this acceptance of we're from all over the world, and not only are we from all over the world, we've been all over the world as well. Yeah, so I've got getting to know my class last week. I was chatting to one child, and um, he was born in Germany on a camp. His parents are Fijian, and he went to another school as uh, before he came to us. So he, you know, he's lived two different places in the UK. He's born in Germany, his parents are Fijian, and so he's got a big, strong family ties back there as well. And you just think, wow, all that at 10 years old? My life's boring. Mm. don't think I left Barnsley until I was 25. The bright the bright lights. You were just... You, <laughs> <laughs> you cut Bas Vegas. I don't know. You might, have made it as far as, might have made it as far as Rotherham on holiday oh, you know, oh. or something Did like that. Did you ever leave the Shire, though? <laughs> exactly. No, you don't leave. You like the Shire. <laughs> No, uh, I haven't, I don't think I've said this, but I have alluded to this, but the, the craziest thing for me about this interview is that you teach at the school that I went to. I, <laughs> yeah, it is a bit odd, isn't I it? Actually, I actually can't, I actually can't believe it. I did a quick, uh, I know that you, that you uh, commented a few weeks ago, I think it was on the Accent Show, and I clicked on your, uh, your, your Twitter profile and it said Catrick Garrison, and I was like, well, obviously, and I was like, oh, I was there, but there can't be that many. There's, there must be loads of schools there. And then for you to teach at the same school, which I went to, obviously I tweeted you, it absolutely blows me away. I I Googled earlier, because I didn't have it to ask how many primary schools there were in the UK. How many primary schools do you think there are in the UK, James? Don't Google it. Oh, um... <laughs> ah, oh. Stop Googling it. Let's think. 60 million people. There's going to be, let's say, this many, how many million children? Divide that by 200. I think there's probably, I'm going to sound really daft now with this. I'm just going to pick a number out there. 50,000. Uh, 20,000. But then again, that's oh, mainstream. Okay. So if you if you mix all the different 
You know what I mean? All the different ones, but but yeah, at the same time, yeah, still still not fifty thousand though, is it? Uh, no, but I wouldn't I have had a clue. I was, I was trying to be smart there, but no, I was way off. I I wouldn't have had a clue. But well done, you went through it. It's the thing. Primary Isn't that school... the most military thing ever, though? Isn't that the most military thing ever <laughs> to, to to be chatting to someone who you've yeah, never yeah, spoken yeah. to before and turns out, you know, same camp, same school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's someone... just that that's military all over that. One of my best friends at uni, we were we were. Uh, okay, we might have had a few shandies, and we we're in a take a play a takeaway place one day, and we found out we were born in the same military hospital in 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 Germany as well. So, yeah, um, I feel maybe it's a bit Truman Show esque. I'm I'm a bit spooked out by these amount of coincidences that keep popping up. But anyway, yeah, that, that, but anyway. That, that's that's just the military community, isn't it? Like you think, oh, yeah. it's Germany, it's this place, it's that place, it's the same community. And they're moving yeah. around in those in those similar places. So yeah, it, it often is the case you'll get a new starter, and they'll go, "Oh, it's you. We had year four together at this school somewhere, <laughs> you know, in Aldershot or something like that." And it's like, "Oh, do you remember this teacher that we had?" And it'll be like, "Oh, you know each other? Oh, yeah, we were uh, in year four together. All oh, right, okay." So yeah, James, it, it's, it's you're not a military. You're not a military background though, and no, I'm not. The sp- the spookiest thing again about what we taught you were in. We we were, we were doing the maths of this as well. You went to the same secondary school as me as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and we were like something like two we're... years apart, but I'd moved. Yeah, yeah, like I'd done a year there, so it was time to move on. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we well, you're a little older than me, Jeff. You see, aren't you? You're a little older than me, so that 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 could have a factor. I'm in sorry, it. we're yeah, having yeah, we te- we we're having technical problems again. I couldn't hear there. It cut off for a bit, but uh, I don't know what you said. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was it was something like you were year nine and I was year seven, three years earlier. So it must have only been a year or year eight. I we think were that two might years be the wrong apart. <laughs> we were two years <laughs> apart. Calm down. Two years apart. Right. Anyway, I'm going to end. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. I'm going to end with some quick fire questions, if that's all right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. Try this not to say anything that, that jeopardizes your career. I have uh, <laughs> I have uh, some background music, although I know things have been playing up tonight, technically. So we'll see if it plays. Just let me have a little taste, a little check. Uh, I think that's called not... a bed in the industry, isn't it? <laughs> Okay. Oh, it sounds protected. We've got potential here. No, we haven't. It's a shame. But anyway. no. Oh, this is going to be so much less suspenseful. <laughs> Some really dramatic music, right? I'm going to give a. I'm going to give you two minutes. I'm going to ask you loads of questions, and all I want you to do is to say what you prefer. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go. Teacher parties with or without partners. Without school dinners or that was quite that that was really forceful. Like no chance. Well, my I, my wife works at the school with me. You see, so all ah, right, you can't lose. Then you can't <laughs> lose that question. Uh, can't, can't lose that question. <laughs> school dinners or packed lunches. Or oh, packed lunches every day. Uh, free milk or no free milk? Because I remember at that school already get always getting free milk. <laughs> I'm not getting into. I'm not getting into Margaret Thatcher. I'm not doing it. Um, free milk. Free I milk. I think I've just shown how old I am as well that we get like free milk. Although, 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 I don't know. Is milk still considered a thing for children? I don't know. We may have moved. Know. We may have moved. It's on. probably bad for them now. Teaching, reading, or teaching writing. Oh, what do you prefer? I don't know. I t- it comes together, does it not? Is it not a package? Uh, it 
Um, if I write in, write in. Yeah. I got By the time in. you've planned it, they've moved to another school anyway. DVDs in the final week, yes or no? Well, <laughs> um, um, if necessary. <laughs> That's definitely a yes. That's definitely a yes. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want to. That's the politicians' answer. <laughs> I'm not admitting it, but yes. <laughs> no, but the students do seem to randomly open their books when the teacher, when the, the senior leader comes back. <laughs> Staffy emails on phone, yes or no? Um, yes, but set your availability and have it so that you get the notifications when you want them. A full staff meeting on a Monday morning, yes or no? No. <laughs> Were you just checking to see listening? Uh... Too many jobs to do on a Monday morning. Uh, teaching art or teaching music? You're primary. You're multi-talented. <sighs> I am. I am. My degree's in music, is actually. Is it really? And I'm going to pick art. It is, yeah. I'm going to pick art. Oh, no. Does... 100%. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but te- what is teaching music like at primary level? It must be crazy. Um, Yeah, crazy is the answer. Lots of claves. <laughs> Do you remember claves when you were at school? Oh, no, no <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, the... Hit them together. Just used to hit the sticks together. Uh, yeah. Seating plans, yes or no? You must have them at primary with the same class. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just redid mine today after the first week. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah so yours, are, yours change all the time. Playground duty or lunch duty? Playground duty. Yeah. Get the football out. Yeah, yeah. I, I Teach them year sixes how it's done. I I remember the, 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 the teachers, the teacher uh, dictators that would, they would I'd, I'd, I'd like try and throw half of my sandwich away and they'd be guarding the bins. Yeah, I didn't like to. Ah, no. <laughs> Have you seen the film Kez? Uh, I've seen bits of it. Is that is that bad as? See that, that that's like part that's part of the national curriculum if you're from Barnsley. <laughs> but the PE teacher on that is roughly what me uh, on playground duty is oh, like. No, no. So that's about oh no, teaching year six <laughs> or year five. What do you prefer? Oh, I mean, well, I was in six last year. and I'm in five years year, and I would have to say oh, six. Yeah, there's something. There's a, that, that extra year makes a difference. Yeah. I think it. There are a lot more fun in six. I think. I think it's so. We were talking about this in one of my sociology lessons today. About sorry, I don't want to bore you, but like about status and how uh, students they go from that power and the status and the kings of the school to then being, you know, sometimes the seventh youngest in the oh, school. Yeah. It must be such a crazy for your mind changing over. Uh, last. Yeah. We had some year seven. No, we had some year sevens drop in today. Yeah. Um, for to say hello on their way home, and they were saying that as well. They were saying we. It's like it's so big, and everybody's so big, and everything's <laughs> so scary, and they've gone from you know knowing everything about our school to completely back to the bottom of the pile. And final two questions: uh, Catrick Garrison or Catrick Village? Oh, Garrison! Oh yeah, yeah, don't want to chill out in the village. The white shops now and again. Go down the hill. No, it's fine. Uh, and village, that's not village. Village, that village is over. There's, there's a hairdresser's in a post oh, office. Right. That's oh, not, there's nothing that's what I say. It's, it's developed over the years. Final, final question: <laughs> North <laughs> or South Yorkshire? <gasps> South Yorkshire. Oh. North Yorkshire's got the better scenery. Um, South Yorkshire's got the better people, definitely. Oh. There you go. Have that controversy. On that note, well, I've been North Yorkshire. <laughs> I've basically been everything apart from South Yorkshire because my family's West Yorkshire. I grew up in North Yorkshire, as, as we've talked tonight, and then 
secondary school later on I did in East Yorkshire. So yeah, so I'm everything apart from South Yorkshire. Sorry about that. Uh, thank you. Oh, well, so... We balance each other out. <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with us today. I've really enjoyed it, despite a few technical issues. Uh, do you have any final words to uh, to people struggling through this week? Um. It's all downhill till Christmas. <laughs> a nice, happy, happy way to leave it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, James. And uh, have a nice evening. No worries, and I hope your seating plans don't change too much over the next few days. No, you're all right. I'm going to go and have a Twix. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a lovely uh, evening. You've earned it there. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. Have a lovely rest of the night, whatever's left of it, wherever you are. Uh, and I will catch up you with you next Tuesday. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.